G'day, I'm Frank. Hello, I'm Lachlan. And welcome to Denver Down Under, our podcast where we contrast our experiences growing up to become better friends. I nailed it this week. Yeah, you really did. I did it. I'm so proud. Okay. Uh, I'm from the United States and Lockie is from Australia. Yeah, and we're, we're talking about uh, things we remember from our childhood and uh, seeing what we have uh, in common. Uh, if well we have as, anything in common, yeah. because, oh boy, we are very different people. Yeah. I am so loud. That's okay. Um, look, I, I look at this podcast, we, uh, we really like that self-reflection that uh, is an important part of all growth. And me realizing I'm loud, that's the first step in self-awareness. Yeah, well, the first step uh, to solving any problem is uh, is admitting you do have a problem. Wow. I don't think it's a problem. I think it just makes me interesting. Sure. <laughs> do you have a question for me this week? Yeah, so I'm going to start the question with, if you could be any household object, what would you be? And why? Any household object? How do like you know? a lamp. Like would a you lamp? be a lamp? Um, that's a sub question that's not the main question but like i do want to know if you want to be a lamp i don't know being a lamp sounds like pretty bad i I feel like being people turn you on but a ting yeah thank you for like flying into the obvious joke there that was the whole point no it's not tell me what you would be um i think i would be uh like some kind of antique so i could just like observe but i'm never interacted with (laughs) <laughs> that's a very Lachlan kind of mentality right yeah. you just kind of want to people watch but like you don't want conversation you don't want people to come up to you and touch you yeah i just i just want to be uh revered you know <laughs> that is a very Lachlan uh interpretation okay fair i i don't know what i'd be i feel like you'd be a couch because I get used so much? Well, I wasn't going with that angle. I was going with more of a, like... I you, like desks. You, 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 like, you want to be friendly and involved in people's lives and, like, give them a nice warm hug every day. And a good couch is, like, a really important part of the house. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I wouldn't hate being a couch, I guess. I, I take back my, my antique thing. I want to be uh, a really nice rug that, like, just, like, you know, joins the whole room together. Really, really pulls the whole room together. So you can get walked all over on? Yeah, I mean, it happens anyway, so why not Why not kind of, like, <laughs> canonize it? Okay, good. Well, besides me finding, like, really obvious puns, um, we are actually going to talk about a book series this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about a book series from our from our formative years that uh, made an impact on us and, and uh, ones that we particularly enjoyed. Yeah, so I think I'm going to start this week um, because you started last week. And so I actually am bringing uh, His Dark Materials trilogy by Philip Pullman. Um, so that's three books because it's a trilogy. I figured it out. Um, we figured out what the word trilogy means. Yeah, really good at this whole... This is the dictionary subcast. <laughs> Welcome to uh, dictionaries. From uh, uh, Arizona to... Uh, Van Zimbabwe. Di- well, I was going to go with... Van- I-, I was going to... Well, yeah, sure. But like, I was going to go with Van Diemen's Land because it's the the uh, the point in Australia I can think of with the, the like furthest alphabetical starting name. I can't, I can't think of one that starts with Z off the top of my head. 
I can think of Wagga Wagga, but Van Diemen's Land is past that. So yeah. I like Wagga Wagga more though. That's a better just audibly it sounds more interesting. Yeah. Young, young is why. So, okay. Yeah. Young. But no one likes young. Well, people like the cherries from young, right? Okay, fine. Cherries from young are good. Alright, Arizona to Young. Please continue. <laughs> okay. Um, so it is made up of three books, uh, the golden compass, which is only the American name, I guess the Northern lights or something. Is... Yeah. Yeah. It has the, I don't know, books always have better names in non-America. Like the like, golden compass is pretty good. It's well, like, compared to like the Northern lights or whatever, it's just like a little less evocative. It's like, Oh look, a compass. It's shiny. Sick. Okay. Wait, it's like the, the fucking sorcerer's apprentice. Like, no, look. It follows the theme of the whole books because it goes the golden compass, the subtle knife, and the amber spyglass. And it's all about those objects. And this series is actually kind of buck wild. I, uh, I remember reading it as a kid in, in like 2008. Um, and, and I have some stuff to talk about there. But uh, upon like researching it, this series was wild. And I forgot just how wild it was. Like... There's children and they have demons and these demons are like their animal companions, but they shapeshift up until they hit puberty. When they hit puberty, they're like the children of the, the demons, the demons, which are their animal companions. The demon puberty. Well, no, no. When the kids hit puberty, oh, okay, right. the demons like settle in, in a form and that's what they are forever now. So there was like an evil lady and her companion was a monkey. There that's was a shit form. I mean, it was, I, feel, I feel like you could be any animal. You're just like uh, a monkey. It's like it's, it's like you're forced to choose. I think it's based more on the personality of the people. Was she an evil anything. like ape creature? I mean, she was evil and she was manipulative. And monkeys that, can be very cunning and manipulative. Can they? Yeah. I feel like a fox is more cunning, right? Cunning as a fox. Okay, yeah. But it it's like monkeys can also be mean. And they're also like... Uh, Maybe poor, majestic. I don't poor know. Monkeys. This is a monkey hate cast now. <laughs> Welcome to Orangutans to Gorillas. Yeah. Our podcast where we hate monkeys. Yeah, we just like pick a different monkey every week and make fun of them. Yeah. Oh my god, lemurs. Ugh. Yeah. Who needs fans? those? Yeah, who needs them? Anyway. Lemurs so, on the other hand. Yeah. They have uh prepubescent children and their demons. They have angels that run the church which is like this like super utilitarian like religion that like is in charge of the world there's parallel universes there's objects that can like cut portals into the other worlds uh there's giant polar bears that have armor and fight people uh it is a a wild series um so it's about uh lyra Balakway. I'm really bad with that name. All right, give it give it, a, give and, it a. No, Okay, fine. Well, I wrote some notes and Lyra Belacqua. Belacqua. Thank that'll, you. That'll do. Thanks, mom. Right. Um, so Lyra Belacqua is a 12-year-old and she's got a demon named Pantalaemon. Pantalaemon. What ends up being a pine marten, which is like a ferret but an American ferret. Um, and it follows her through her world, which is like a, a Victorian England steampunky kind of thing um, that's controlled by the church. And 
she ends up trying to find out what this dust is. And dust are these like elementary particles that like gather to consciousness and they are what cause the demons to exist. It's like a really weird thing. Um, and it also follows Will Perry, who's a 12 year old boy. Um, and he's got like a shadow demon or whatever. And then he's got a knife, but this knife, um, can cut anything on one side and the other side can cut, uh, like portals in the air, subatomic particles. It's crazy. What do you mean one side? Knives have like two sides. They have two sides with one side. He like chops anything up. The other side, he cuts portals. Like, it depends on which side, what stroke he's doing. That's crazy. Like, you use both sides of a knife every time you cut, right? No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Look, wait. If I'm going to cut something, okay, I'm going to cut. It's only hitting one side, right? Oh, okay. One yeah. edge. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's a knife. One okay. side of it. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, no. the flat part. <laughs> the flat part. Just- like, it just goes through every time. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut through anything and he just whacks it on things. It just blah. Okay, no, that is not what I'm talking about. Right. Um Yeah, and so like Will is from like our world Man, and it'd be it'd be really awkward if you like messed up the sides, right? You just want to chop some fucking carrots and you just open a portal to another dimension and your whole dinner falls in. No You're like what have I done? I just spent like eight hours like chopping vegetables. My ratatouille! Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a really good series. It gets a little bit weird. There's these like weird animals called mulefas, which are like elephant like horse things with wheels on two of their four legs. And they like, they have some level of consciousness. And so dust, they can see it and they're like integral to the story, but they're also like a weird, um, yeah, almost anything, anything that has like wheels and is an animal is just like fucked. No, well, they like make the wheels from like shells of a tree, like seeds, not shells. Seeds of a tree end up being circular, and there's oil from another tree. It's a wild story. Yeah, no. Um, it's like remembering through it was kind of like a fever dream. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I really like this series because I read them in. Like 2007, 2008. And books always bring me back to a certain time. And so this, this uh, His Dark Materials trilogy actually brings me back to 2008 when I went to Australia to see my family. And it was like the second time uh, I had ever been in Australia. I'd been there when I was younger. Um, but it was a really big kind of thing for me in that it's kind of when I decided I wanted to come to the ANU and go to university here. Like I wanted to live in Australia. And so... This series always brings me back to that that time and like who I was then, and I also associate it with like a My Chemical Romance album because <laughs> you know I was a good edgy teen. Oh yeah. Um, how old was I then? I was fourteen. Ooh, fourteen year old Frank was not my favorite Frank. Yeah, he was full of pimples. Mm. But like also at the like. Will and, and Lyra fall in love, and I had never experienced love at that point, and I was like, oh, this sounds great, and then it ends in tragedy, it's whatever. It was such a good book, and it, it drew me back to another time, and yeah, I mean, it was kind of influential in what I like, and sometimes I just think about scenes in the book because they impacted me at the time, and so yeah, I really like this series, and, and I mean, I recommend people reading it. 
but uh it's buck wild it's it, like i guess i never had to trust in the church after because <laughs> yeah look the church was run by angels which are cre- like creations when dust particles land on them and, and they end up being super powerful and the angels are evil it's a weird book anyway <laughs> You never read it, did you? No, uh, I, I I had it purchased for me because I remember I remember owning it. I remember starting uh, uh, the Golden Compass, but uh, never finishing it. And like the the image of um, uh, the the cover of the the Amber Spyglass is is something I'm uh, like I, I recognize it immediately. Mm. Um, but uh, it was it was sold to me as uh, science fictiony. Uh, it is and. Uh, I was much more into like kind of uh, uh, fantasy, that kind of thing, yeah. than, as opposed to science fiction. That's fair. What about the movie? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> don't watch the movie. That's a bad. I, I don't actually think they ever made a movie of of, of the Golden uh, Compass. Yeah, no, they no, they never actually made it. Right? It just like it would have been a really cool series to like transform yeah. into a into a movie. I just like Aragon, I would have loved them to make an Aragon movie. <laughs> was, I always thought it would be such a sweet uh, series to transform into a movie, but it's just such a just such a shame that that never happened. You know, and just like the Matrix, like if they made sequels to that, that'd be so cool. It was such a good movie. What a shame! Really unfortunate, you know. I don't know any. I don't watch enough movies to really go along with this goof. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you took the wheel with that one. Yeah, look, you did good. I'm yeah, proud of you. Well, thank you. Uh, speaking of taking the wheel, I'm gonna uh, wheel into my book series. Okay. Which is uh, the Midnighters trilogy by Scott Westerfield. Uh, this is from two thousand four. Okay. So uh, I would have been um, around. Oh, mine are from nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety seven, two thousand. So it's done. I read them real late. So yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention that, but I did my research. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure all books, all three books, were released when I read it. So I, I, I di- and I did read it in high school. So I, I would, I would estimate uh, probably around 2005 to 2006, maybe. Um, and the the Midnighters trilogy is about uh, these kids who live in a in a town in Oklahoma. Uh, and there's this whole uh, the basically the the mythology behind it is that. Uh, originally, there were 25 hours in a day, uh, uh, thousands and thousands of years ago, and then uh, these and the, the Earth was ruled. That. Uh, that was just how it was. Oh. This is how it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because uh, our uh, arbitrary time yeah. measurements are well, clearly- it, it's 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 uh, determined by the the rotation of the Earth, but like time okay. is time is arbitrary anyway. It doesn't matter. Fine. Nothing means anything in this life. Um, oh, and there was nihilism <laughs> from Lockie. Um, so originally the earth was ruled by these creatures called darklings they're also referred to as slithers in the book which is like wait uh, wait slithers slithers as in s-l-i-t-h-e-r they're not slivers no. they don't buff yeah, each other yeah, yeah. magic joke um and uh humans uh ended up uh, kind of becoming the dominant race through the use of uh, new concepts like language and mathematics and technology, <laughs> and uh, the uh, the the darklings like fear uh, technology and new concepts and that kind of thing, and uh, the 
the particular particularly um they, they sound like baby boomers yeah 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 <laughs> they're, ba- they're basically like filler fill that concept of like philistines and like uh technophobes that kind of thing and like uh in order to protect themselves from being wiped out they sealed themselves inside the 25th hour of the oh, day and and so cool. that um the the human world only has like 24 hours but they sealed themselves inside this little little pocket of time and midnight is a people that are born uh at the moment of midnight and they gain access to this Ooh. this 25th hour uh and in the 25th hour because they're 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 born at, at the moment of midnight and they uh they gain abilities Oh, okay. uh, so the characters of the book are Jessica Day, uh, Jonathan, Rex, uh, Des, and Melissa. Uh, Des is a polymath, and uh, she has um, basically like insanely advanced mathematics, uh, and like that that relates to her ability uh, to like um, generate thirteen-letter words and like <laughs> words that have characters that are multiples of thirteen and stuff. And so- those 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 the the darklings for whatever reason like. Fear are a weak to the number thirteen or th- things associated with thirteen, but they're they're uh, strengthened by the number twelve. So really quickly though, her power is that she's good at Scrabble. So so like they, I mean, you've told me a little bit more about this, and yeah. like uh, one of the jocks has the power to jump really. Yeah, he is. He they they all have like these super sweet like proper nouns associated with their abilities, like. That's uh, cool. The, the guy who can jump really far is referred to as an acrobat because uh, the Midnighters have like, it's like a historical thing in Bixby, Oklahoma, uh, where the story is set uh, and the, the surrounding towns that this is, this is uh, in, in the story, Bixby is located at uh, 3696, uh, I think, okay. uh, in terms of longitude and latitude. And those are both uh, uh heavily associated with 12 they're divisible by 12 uh like and when you add them together you get like uh uh the something that's divisible by 12 and uh yeah it's all very like 12 focused and that's why there's such a strong darkling presence here okay i guess my thing again though is that he's an acrobat as you say so he can jump real good yeah but she can. She's just like really good at scrabble look just like uh, really good at are we getting a phone call can we answer this live? <laughs> we're getting we're getting a live call in. Hi, welcome to Denver to Down Under, yeah, our yeah. podcast where we talk about our experiences growing up. What's your memory? Hey, is this the new mail-in memory? Yeah, we're just having a live call-in session. <laughs> uh, uh, so um, yeah, her 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 she has an inherent aptitude for mathematics, uh, and that's not a power. Her, her skill her skill with uh numbers is seemingly unparalleled uh it's super powerful yeah what she can process mathematical data at a greater rate even than a regular computer that's kind of absurd right she's smart she's like a, no smart she's like a, a she's like a supercomputer fine in, in a person she's a smart lady uh it's stephen hawking there rest his soul um and he would have done the same thing, but sounded much cooler and talked about the universe while doing well, it. Well, she has a cool name. Her name is Des. That's a cool name. Stephen Des- Hawking yeah, that's is a, iconic. That's a lame name, i got to say. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, the, the, the story is like progressed by uh, Jessica, who is like the, the main uh, protagonist, I guess. What's her um, power? 
she moves to the town and she discovers this this like midnight hour or whatever. And um, her power is she's referred to as the flame bringer, uh, <laughs> which which means that uh, usually in 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 the twenty fifth hour, because it's like a darkling created hour, you can't use technology and you can't uh, uh, like. Um, yeah, you can't you can't use technology and you can't so, use like like uh normal like the more advanced human concepts that kind of thing. Her like, her power isn't that she can like light a torch, right? Well, she can she can uh turn on a flashlight which like burns. She's she's basically got like a flamethrower. She gets she gets a flashlight which is inscribed uh as serendipitous, which is a 13 yes. letter word, Ooh. and that like imbues it with like insane power and she can like she can like uh like burn them and stuff. So uh, by able to use technology in the 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 midnight hour, she's able to to fight these darklings and these darklings like keep constantly trying to attack her. Uh, they, there's a, uh, the, the, one of the reasons the book resonates with me. And even now when I talk about it is that, uh, it was able to invoke such a strong image in my head of what these things looked like, mm. what the town looked like, what it looked like when, when time was frozen, because in the, in the midnight hour, uh, everything stops. Okay. And, uh, the only thing, the only things that are capable of movement uh, in terms of living creatures are the darklings and slivers uh, and uh, the midnighters. So the first, uh, one of the first, like how Jessica wakes up in the, in the midnight hour is that uh, it's raining outside and she wakes up and she goes outside and the rain is frozen in the air. And she's able to like do that whole like drag your hand through the air and like knock the knock the oh, water water particles. So cool. yeah. yeah, and it, it just like I remember I remember reading it and just like this whole concept of like having your own kind of uh, secret um, uh, club and secret dimension that you can enter and just hang out in and like uh, that sounds like a bad place to hang out though. If like time's well, frozen, how am I going to play a video game? That's first. You can Second. play. You got twenty four twenty four other hours to play video games. You have superpowers in this dimension. You can do whatever okay, the fuck you wait, want. Though the superpowers you're defining. The the best thing about the turning on a flashlight. Yeah. Really well, like just being really good at turning on a flashlight. That's that's a cool power, I guess. Yeah. You get to like you get really good at math. You live in a fucking video game. You get to fight bad guys with your flashlight powers. Like I'm gonna do my math homework. In this midnight hour. And then Jump Boy, who just apparently has the coolest power. Why am I so enamored with the jumping? Uh, yeah, look, it seems like you want to be the Jump Boy. Um, so, uh, Melissa is a mind caster, which basically is a telepath. Well, um, you never said that. That's a cool power. Yeah, well, I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> and then Rex is the, the, other, the other character who's a seer. Which means he can like he like know he, he basically is like the oracle for the midnighters like uh, all their their history and lore and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, uh, and um, the the cool thing about um, like being a being a midnighter is your powers don't just only work in the in the midnight realm. Um, Melissa and Rex and uh, Des all of their powers work IRL. Jonathan, however, Ooh. has to has to grapple with like being a normal idiot human in everyday life, except for this one hour where he gets to be like this insanely powerful, like just like it's a basically fly jump, jump, boy. jump, real good, yeah, yeah, and like just uh, mad hops. He uh, he has NBA to like adjust back to regular gravity every 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 day, pretty much, because like 
uh he'll like wake up in the hour and then just like be able to like do all this cool shit and then like it ends and it's like back to being idiot human you know Uh, that's a cool character growth thing though yeah yeah and Um, i like that it is it is it is very cool melissa as well like um uh she can't touch people because like that her telepathy gets like stronger and more intense with physical touch and she also constantly has headphones in uh, because she can always like hear the thoughts of people around her. So it's like, and that's why, again, like, uh, you come back to this, uh, you have these, these kids who are, who are like kind of outcasts. Um, and they have this hour where, uh, they get relief from from the the kind of like uh downside of their powers kind of thing like yeah. uh in the midnight hour melissa can only hear the thoughts of she only has to tolerate the thoughts of the other midnighters and there's like mm. you know five of them whatever so she can just like pretty much black uh black them all out and, yeah and have silence finally. and have silence and then uh, uh an element of character growth for her she she um takes out outer here headphones well she she lets uh rex like um she becomes intimate with rex uh they like develop a romantic relationship because they're like they're like best friends from childhood kind of thing and like she's able to kind of let someone in and and um that's nice yeah so it sounds like there's a lot of growth in the series which yeah. is good i don't like the name rex do you like i just every time i think of rex i think of I I, th- I think I have the the character from The Simpsons like uh, I I can't remember his name like Rex Rex Banner I think the the like uh private investigator dude I just never watched The Simpsons so I have no relation All right there, well which is weird. for for all of those who enjoy our uh, our other podcast Simpsons cast um which it does not have me <laughs> it's just Lockie talking into the void um uh yeah you will you'll you'll enjoy my reference to Rex but um yeah Rex reminds me of like Biff just from from the, Back to the Future, like that future? kind of, that kind or of like name? you know the the like Big Brother from Home Alone, or just like that that kid could be a Rex. You, well, Rex in the story is like he's transformed into a halfling, which <laughs> which means uh, not what it means in usual fantasy terms. He oh, gets no. transformed into like half darkling. He gets oh. like he's like infected or whatever by by the the darkling energy and becomes and he starts to view his like classmates and friends and stuff as prey and he gets like this like whole like primal kind of like energy attached to him where he's just like becomes a predator kind of thing it's like this like yeah that's a weird weird energy that's brought to the the midnighters yeah yeah okay yeah cool so um what's the biggest takeaway that you have from that book I think uh, uh, just in terms of like uh, things, things I, I took away from the book is just like uh, it made me really fucking interested in in thirteen letter words and math for about you know two weeks or whatever. Like trichotechophobia. Yeah. Trichotechophobia. Yeah. And uh, um, I I really liked uh, again like just having this like kind of like secret world that you can access and like a refuge from everyday life kind of thing mm. yeah and uh i also just really like the name des as well would and you name your child des i would i, I like odessa for 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 a kid's name yeah um and uh like des is is like a good nickname for that i'm not mm. so not so high on desdemona oh yeah no but, um, i'm not uh odessa for sure yeah 
You know what book series I was thinking of bringing, and then I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to it. Yeah. And I, I like this is like something I, I re- kind of refused to admit for years because yeah. of the the thing. In eighth grade, I read the Twilight series about three months before like it, it exploded, got, really got yeah. big, and I really loved it. Yeah. And I really like. Uh, could relate to the characters and I, I thought it was an interesting concept um and then as soon as it went crazy i was like well <laughs> <laughs> can never associate myself with that yeah so it's taken a decade for me to admit that i have in fact read the twilight series and enjoyed it at, oh at, don't at, rub it in okay i'm still a little touchy yeah Clearly, Frank is demonstrating his complete lack of uh, literary critical awareness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I guess two two kind of, like, closing questions. So, like, why growing up were book series so good for you? Uh, I think that um, I didn't have access to a laptop or a torrenting Ooh. service, uh, which meant that I couldn't watch TV shows. Uh, so, um, books were, were, were kind of that, um, very easy, accessible way to consume content. Uh, I've noticed now that I have a laptop and have a phone and like, there's just, it, what, what feels like, uh, so much more accessible content to consume. And like, there's just so much stuff to listen to, to watch and that I, I just never, uh, I never want to to read a book because I can't. You can't read a book and also like scroll Twitter or or, or like consume other media. I just want like uh, stuff like media in my face all the time, constantly multitasking. Like uh, if if you like um, if you get a text message when you're reading a book, like that. Like you've got to switch lanes. If you get a text message when you're reading, reading, like mm. watching a show or watching a movie, it's just like you, you're, you're not obliged to switch lanes. Like I try to read um, Game of Thrones, like the first one. Yeah, and usually I can like have music on and uh, like you know if I get a message I can look at that and get back to it. Game of Thrones was so densely worded that there was no way I could even <laughs> do anything other than focus. Like, oh. Yeah, I used to love books because they transport you to another world. Yeah. And, like, they were so good. And, like, you do feel like you're using your mind a little. In yeah. that, like, the imagery that you're kind of, like, uh, thinking of and, like, you're reading and you're, you're comprehending. And so I always enjoy things like that. But, like, yeah, as an adult, it's a lot harder to, to kind of get time to do that. For and, sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I read more. But I've been reading some... Um, books by haruki murakami yeah like this japanese author who does yeah i'm aware of his work yeah really good stuff yeah um check him out but uh the, the last book that i read uh was in uh probably when i was still in university so like 2011 2012 um a while yeah you're uh, like a real adult Jesus. yeah yeah it's 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 been a while it was um it's called necrophilia variations oh by oh. by supervert uh, I highly recommend it. It's a very challenging and uh, uh, interesting book. Uh, I was uh, it was brought to my attention uh, from the series uh, Hysterical Literature, 
Are you aware of that? It's no. a it's like a video series. Um, uh, I I would also uh, the title has me a little worried. I would also say check that out. Uh, it's very not safe for work, so uh, don't do it at work. A little a little worried about the title. Um, uh, it's a very interesting series, and um, uh, the book the book itself I bought the paperback online just after um. the the um, hysterical literature had come out because I was like this book sounds gas I w- I want to read it, and uh, the book is worth now in paperback form over three hundred dollars. Wow! I I, I paid like you know twenty five dollars plus like seventeen dollars shipping. Yeah, yeah. Can I read it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. it. I don't. I, I think the the author is extremely. Uh, Do I have to give you like um, collateral? collateral? Yeah, collateral? yeah, yeah. Because, uh, oh boy. yeah. The author is like extremely reclusive. Like uh, Steve, uh, we know you did that book about necrophilia, Steve. <laughs> There's a reason I, that you're I, so I haven't reclusive. I haven't read any of their other work, uh, but uh, I feel like I should because um, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> Steve, you're a messed up guy. But I respect your works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's do a mail-in memory. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, we've actually started getting one or two, so that's an exciting. Let's explain what mail-in memory is. First. So, uh, Ella, who doesn't listen to anything, <laughs> this is to you, Ella. This is what uh, mail-in memories are, friend. Direct cast. Uh, narr- <laughs> let's just narrow cast up in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. We asked people to send us uh, memories from their childhood, memories from their formative years, uh, and we we read them out on the show and uh, we make fun of them and say that all their interests are boring and goofy and like they're massive dorks uh, and uh, see if we can relate to that because we're also massive dorks. Yeah, <laughs> that almost sounds like shaming people. We don't do that here, Lockie. We would never. Okay, so read it out. This is from Rex. Yeah. Uh, he says, yo-yo, remember those? I do, I do, I do remember yo-yos. Yeah, I used to love them. Walking uh, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I used to live in El Salvador, and when we went camping, we had armed guards escort us around because other people would mug you, even in the middle of the forest. Needless to say, I didn't go camping that much due to that. Well, let me say, I cannot relate to going camping and getting mugged. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely can't relate to to being mugged while camping specifically. I can relate to going to a sleepover, which is almost like camping, almost getting arrested and then getting mugged. Yeah, when I was like twelve. Yeah, well, 13. I, I I got uh, mugged at a uh, Skyfire one year, which was really? a, a buckwild adventure. I ended up uh, getting my my phone back, and also um, wait, no, 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 don't go into the story because we're gonna have. We'll have an episode. We'll have a mugging episode. Yeah, let's have a first first mugging. <laughs> first muggings. All right. <laughs> Both when you did it and when you received it, because you know that's how. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. That's how players play. All right. Well, thank you so much for sending that in, Rex, and uh, uh, we really appreciate it. And if you have your own mailing memory, uh, now would be a great time to start writing an email uh, and make sure the address is downundercast at gmail if you want to find us on Twitter, Instagram, we are down under ca- at downundercast. If you find, want to find Lachlan on social media, I think just all of it. It's- well, it's 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 a hundred percent only Twitter. Uh, oh, young, well. young Cardinals is only Twitter. Other social media, I don't really like have like a handle for. Oh. 
Um, what was your wait? My my Twitch name is Garrick Draft Winner. That's a go- I've played you before. Yeah, I've been like that's a cool name, but I've also played you. I it wasn't a good time for me. Yeah, no, it, I don't think so. It, it never is. Anyway, uh, you can find me at Frankly My Dear on Twitter and uh, Fe Brutus on like Instagram or whatever. Um, that's like my my adult adult. Ooh, yeah, fancy. Oh, we've gone a little long today. Okay, well, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.